0: Hello, I'm Darren Heath, and for this week's ACT Strategic Insights podcast, we have a special guest presenter. I'm delighted to welcome Peter Cheese, Chief Executive of the CIPD, the Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development. CIPD is the professional body for those in HR and other experts in people at work, and Peter writes and speaks widely on the key issues of leadership, culture and organisation, and people and skills. Today, as part of the ACT Strategic Insights series. And in the midst of the lockdown, speaking to us remotely, of course, he's going to address the effects on business and staff of the COVID-19 crisis.
1: First of all, thank you very much for the opportunity to share some thoughts. Um, it's clearly not a hyperbole to suggest that we are going through an era-defining moment with this health crisis uh, in its global nature and, of course, how the health crisis is leading into what many are seeing as the most severe economic crisis that we've witnessed in generations. It's affecting every business and every sector, sometimes in different ways, with some sectors which are seeing extraordinary pressure and growth, and certainly what have been characterised as those essential workers and essential sectors. But of course, for the most part, many businesses in very, very challenging times And then how we respond to this, not just financially, but are we taking the right ethical and responsible decisions is going to be as much a judge of our leadership and a judge of our organizations as anything that we do in terms of sustaining our businesses economically. So, what is also interesting, I think, is that many of the trends that have been leading up until this crisis are things that are now getting really amplified. And a lot of those trends, frankly, were not particularly positive. So if I take things like productivity, which we talked about for a long time, you know, there's very, very slow growth in productivity. Uh, the disparity in fairness in pay and the fact that for most people, pay has barely moved in the last decade. Uh, issues like stress in the workplace and mental health which has been talked about so much more and the fact that in the modern era we're seeing levels of stress which we've not seen before and the way in which we work and the pressure we're putting on people is very much part of why stress is one of the largest sources of absenteeism from work or even simple ideas like engagement which could be best described as having plateaued and at the center of so many of those ideas are how we treat our people, and treating people as whole people, not just as units of production. And I think in many ways, the last decades that we've been through have been characterised by a pursuit of short-term economic growth, of satisfying the financial shareholders, sometimes at the expense of other stakeholders in our businesses. And these ideas of multi-stakeholder capitalism, recognising businesses have responsibilities, of course, to their financial shareholders and stakeholders, but they have a very primary responsibility in duty care to their workforces, to their people, to their customers, to their suppliers to the communities which businesses are part of, and indeed, of course, to the environment. And I think many of these ideas through the pandemic and the health crisis are being called out. Businesses are being held much more to account about how they are responding, how they're treating their people. Are they summarily dismissing them or are they trying to treat them with genuine care and understand things like their financial well-being? So it really is one of the greatest challenges we face as businesses and business leaders in our lifetimes. Um, And I do believe that central themes that are emerging from this, therefore, are ideas like well-being, looking after our people. And well-being is a subject which has been, again, around for a long time. I've already touched on certain aspects of it. And we need to understand that well-being is not just physical well-being and health and safety, and that is important, but it is also, of course, our mental and emotional uh, health and things like our financial well-being, and they all count. Now, the other things that have been driving a lot of this thinking, of course, are the changes in our work patterns. This is the largest experiment that's ever been undertaken in home working. We've all had to adapt our working patterns and styles. We've all had to understand how we communicate and connect with people and collaborate and work together in very, very different circumstances. And yet these are things we could have been doing much more of. We've been talking about the ideas of flexible and agile working, not only to support people in terms of stress and balancing all their other work-life commitments, but also as fundamental mechanisms to support greater inclusion in the workplace, Many people find it very difficult to work because they can't find jobs that properly sustain and support them when they have other caring responsibilities or they might have disabilities or they just you know, want to work in very different ways. And this crisis is really showing us how we can work differently. We can support more agile and flexible working, different working hours and obviously home working. Now, that's not to suggest as we all come back to work in whatever form of normality returns that we will all just say, right, we can all work from home. But it is absolutely demonstrating that we can work in very different ways. And that what we have also learned through this is that in working in these more remote ways, we are having to connect and communicate in different ways. We're all seeing each other on video screens. We're all looking into each other's living rooms. We're all talking more with each other about how their life is going as we're working through this crisis. We are having as managers to talk to our people and understand how they are feeling because these are times of a very different kind of stress. Whilst there are benefits definitely to home working for many of us, it is also extremely hard and particularly at a time when other social connections have been so constrained. Also, of course, many people finding that working from home is creating a sort of very boundaryless environment. They don't have the luxury of separated workspace, and they may even be literally working from their bedroom. And those are very, very hard things to do. So that is also forcing us to connect from the very top of our organizations all the way through our line managers to our people in very, very different ways. So I think you know, emerging from this crisis will be a bit of a reset. I think whether you look at it from the course of public opinion or anything else, I think businesses are going to be held to account for how they behave, how they've responded, as I said, how they've supported their people. Their own workforces, their own employees will be looking at their organizations and saying, you know what, if you really did look after me during these times and you supported my needs and you helped me through this time, even by coaching and counseling or employee assistance programs, That is a very strong signal that my organisation cares for me and I would want to reciprocate with my own loyalty back to that organisation. And, of course, we're seeing in these modern times that the behaviour of organisations is being called to account in very public ways. It is therefore also a demand and an expectation on businesses that we will be more transparent and that we will talk about things moving forwards, which are not just about how much money we made in the last quarter, but about what we are doing to support and sustain our businesses and our people in responsible ways and to be more transparent and to talk about all the different stakeholders that we have as businesses. These are very, very difficult times, but I think those are guiding lights that can help us get through this recession and these very difficult times, and hopefully emerge in many cases stronger with values about businesses, about leadership, about people that can be really, really strengthened and reinforced. And incidentally, if we do those things, they in turn will also ensure that we are financially sustainable and strong as well. So those would be some thoughts that I want to share with you I think we all need to keep connected and learn from each other. I think it's also encouraging us to do just that through this crisis. And I think uh, as we do that, and as we learn about all these different things that are emerging through this, uh, these very difficult times, we can emerge stronger as businesses, ultimately as economies, but certainly as society as well. And I think that is something that we as business people should take great responsibility for as part of our collective interest and that we can demonstrate we're acting according to those principles as well.
0: Thank you, Peter. It's hard to see the positives in times of crisis, but they are there and it's important to hear about them. Thanks for joining us down the line today. Well, that's all for today. Please join us again next week for more strategic insights. Till then, goodbye from Peter Cheese, Chief Executive of the CIPD, and from me. I'm Darren Heath. Thanks for listening.